Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. So good to see you here. Um, Are we excited to be in church this morning? Yes, yes, yes. You are on the winning team. Yes, you have the victory in Jesus' name. You don't need to worry. You don't need to struggle. Jesus paid it. He dealt with it so that you could be here, flourish, live your best life. And that is what we're going to do this morning. I am really, really excited. Zoomers, I'm looking at you. Hello, good morning. Give me a wave. Everyone turn around and wave. Oh, you probably can't see because it's cropped in, but that's okay. We love the Zoomers. And I actually wrote a joke for you. Um, yes, I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm talented in many, many areas of my life. So I was thinking about you Zoomers because um, you are still a part of our church family. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going to bring a little bit of jollies to you this morning. So here is my joke. During COVID-19 lockdown, where do you meet new people? At Zumba. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. That's my funny little joke. <laughs> So anyway, I'm like, Beck Gallagher appreciated it. Thank you, thank you. Um, so this morning, if you are new with us, if you are new online with us, welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Charlie. Um, my wonderful husband and my baby son is actually at home. So Bear has a bit of a cold. Um, so he, I actually asked Benaya to stay home this morning just because it's rainy and it's cold and I just thought best to just stay home. So we're sending them love through the Zooms. Um, But I'm excited, in Jesus' name, um, to share with you guys this morning. I'm actually really, really pumped. So let me pray. Um, I have another joke, and then we're going to share some testimonies. (laughs) And then we're going to get into it, in Jesus' name, because I think there is supposed to be joy in the house this morning. So Let me pray for us. Father, I thank You that You are God. I thank You that in every season, in every situation, You do not change, You do not um, alter. You are who You are. And this morning, God, we celebrate You. This morning, God, we fix our eyes on You. Even though there may be uncertainty, even though there may be things that are going on in people's hearts this morning, You are steadfast. And so we fix our focus, we fix our affection, we fix our attention on the beauty of who You are, Father God. I thank You, God, that You are a God of abundance. And I just declare that this morning. You are a God of abundance, God, not of just getting through, just scraping by, but abundance. So Jesus, I just pray for every single person in this room, for every single person watching online, God, that You would meet them where they're at this morning. And we just declare just open hearts to receive, open hearts and spirits to receive. And I pray, God, for just a reawakening inside people this morning, a reawakening of their spiritual childlike abandonment, childlike faith, childlike excitement. I declare joy to be in this place in Jesus' Name. Holy Spirit, we just actually ask that, that You would just flow out Your river of joy 
and life. It flows from your throne this morning. There is free access this morning. So we just declare that in Jesus' Name. I pray that people will be blessed and leave changed because of You, God. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen, Amen, Amen. So I fully believe, church, my goodness, we are just obviously in just a really unique season. And I think, man, I'm like, what am I going to tell Bear? And he's like, I don't know, older. And I'm like, you were born into like this crazy time when we were locked down for three months. And then when we could come back, we had to, you know, distance and sanitize and, you know, face masks. And it's just the weirdest thing. It's just so strange. But, and I've said this before, and I said this, I think last time when I was up here and I got to share with you guys, God doesn't change. And I love that so much because of the times that we're living in, because everything is so uncertain, because it is so different. Just we really need to be reminded and just encouraged that our God is still God. He is still good. He is not surprised. He is not shocked. He is not overwhelmed. He doesn't social distance. He doesn't stop being who He is. He is good. He is God. And so this morning, I'm actually going to talk about being childlike. Oh, oh it's very exciting. Um, but I have uh, another joke. because I just believe we just need to laugh in church. I just think someone has said to us, not, not super recently, but we have had before people say to us, you know, the church, it's so happy and it's so joyful. And sometimes I just feel like you water down the gospel and, you know, you should get really serious and really into like, you know, God's wrath. And I just think, man, no, like the good news is the good news in Jesus' name. I just think it is okay for us to be joyful. It is okay for us to laugh. It is okay for us to know that we have a good God in Jesus' name. So I just think, I am going to be unashamed about the good news being the good news in Jesus' name. So this is my joke. I didn't make this up, but I just have another joke. Um, a four-year-old boy, only because I'm talking about being childlike. So a four-year-old boy and his father went walking on the beach. There was a dead seagull laying on the sand. The boy turned to his father and said, Daddy, what happened to the birdie? The dad, the dad looked at him and said, Oh, son, the bird died and he went to heaven. The boy then turned to his father with tears in his eyes. And God threw him back down. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, it's funny. So I'm going to be talking about being childlike, but I actually just want to share some testimonies. And oh my gosh, our beautiful youth. I just feel like that was so, um, what's the word? Like accurate? to like what I'm sharing this morning because I'm talking about being childlike and I love that they just get to share so genuinely and so raw about what Jesus means to them. It was just such a beautiful like preempt. So thank you production team. Thank you, Benny um, and youth team for organising that because it's so beautiful. But I also just wanted to celebrate some things that God is doing because we see those testimony videos every week, but we got to know as well, there's so much happening in people's lives and I actually reached out to a couple of people and said, what do you have to celebrate that God has done in your life? And I've got like a list of all of these things. So can I share them with you, church, so that we can celebrate the goodness of our God? So we have a restored relationship with a sister after years of praying, which is so good. 
So, so good. Um, revival in Connect Group. So we had one Connect Group that is focusing on prayer. They met together. They had a time of prayer and they said that it was the most, you know, incredible Connect time and prayer time that they've had. We had another Connect that is talking about what it means to focus on Jesus. And they're just seeing, even in this season, just revivals coming through in their Connect time, which is amazing. So many business growths in this season, in this season where people have been challenged, I guess, by, you know, what they can and can't do. We've had so many, we have a lot of business owners in our in our church. We have beautiful Beth, we have Ben, we have China, lots of young people that have their own businesses. And they've just said that during this season, they've actually flourished and seen abundance in their business more than what they have. So we celebrate that. Provision of finances, provision of new jobs. Um, other people have received new jobs, which is really cool. Um, somebody else in our church during COVID, actually, they didn't lose their job, but because of the restrictions, they couldn't go to work. And they were expressing how, you know, discouraged they were and how much they were really frustrated at the season. Um, and the Connect leader prayed with them and just said, you know, you've got to trust God. It's all good. This person then actually ended up getting their dream job, um, which in this season wouldn't have happened. And so they're just really realizing that even though there's limitations, our God is not limited. Um, so that's amazing. Um, we've had people like how at church we have been reaching out to different pastors and blessing them. We've had people doing that just on their own accord. So we've had some people in our church just reach out to pastors and they've received messages back of just encouragement. God providing the desires of our hearts. Someone shared like, even just, you know, the this, this simple random things of, you know, someone needed a compost bin um, and they were praying and asking God for it. And then he ended up providing, they were going to get a secondhand one, but then he ended up providing like a new one and just simple things like that, where it's like the desires of your hearts, even if it's a compost bin. <laughs> God knows, um, which is so cool. Um, Benara and I, we've had some challenging experiences over the last couple of weeks, obviously with church, we're trying to do all of our best. And this week we actually had three different separate people write us letters and send us encouraging things in the mail, which for us really blessed our hearts. So that was really encouraging. Um, we have someone else who in our church, she was, she's from New Zealand. She is studying, she was studying up in um, Hillsong College and she came down here, um, this is before all the lockdown stuff happened to a young adults event and then went back up to um, Sydney and then she just felt that every time she would want to, like she would um, listen to church online, our church online, so she'd go and she'd serve at Hillsong Church and then she would listen to church online and she just found that this service, like our services, was something that she was always like getting really excited for and she was really drawn to it. And then God actually has called her here to our church. So she has moved her whole life from Sydney, it was from New Zealand, then to Sydney. And she's now here and she's actually moved her life down here and she's living here and she's serving here because she feels like she's called to be a part of revival in this church, which is really cool. Um, our beautiful youth, like what we just celebrated, since they've been back and since they've been uh, meeting together on a Friday night, they've had 15 salvations. How cool is that? I love that. 15 salvations, so good. 15 of our beautiful people in our city giving their hearts to Jesus is so amazing. Um, and part of that, I was going to read it out, but I feel like I'm running out of time. Part of that is... Um, 
One of our youth leaders shared this story. They live in Nara, and one night they had a knock at their door and there was these two young girls that came um, to their house and they were affected by drugs. Um, and the youth leaders were there and they said, oh, you know, come in and we're talking to them and they were ministering to them and things like that. Ended up, this um, these youth kind of told this story about um, things that had gone on in their life and, you know, they ended up having to go to the police station to report some stuff. And our youth leaders just, you know, were Jesus. They just loved them. They looked after them. They, you know, did the things that needed to be done. Um, and then those two girls actually ended up coming to youth on Friday, which is so cool, which is so cool. Um but it was just really encouraging for our youth leaders that live in town because when they went to the police station and they had to report some stuff, the, one of the officers asked the girls, why did you go to this house? Because the girls just kind of came to the house and knocked on the door. Um, and the girl just said, I don't know what it was, but there was something that was drawing me to go and knock on the door of that house. And those young girls didn't realise that there was, you know, our youth leaders that lived there that loved Jesus and that, you know, can minister the Holy Spirit to them. But I love that God was drawing them. So, and then they came to youth, which is so cool. So that's an awesome story. Yay? Yay. So good. So, so good. So please share your testimonies. If anything is going on in your life, if you have anything that you want to share, make sure that you email the church, contact us on social media. We want to celebrate what God's doing because I think, and even I know this, I mean, Benara and I, we're avid news watchers. We watch the news every night. Um, And sometimes it's just so overwhelming, the amount of information and the new stuff that's coming out that it's good for us to remind ourselves who we serve, who's in control, what God is doing, um, because He is good and He's good all the time. So, all right, let's go. All right, if you've got your Bibles or it's going to be on the screen, Matthew 18 Verse 1 to 4, and I just so love Jesus. My gosh, He's just so good. So, so good. And I love the way that He talks throughout the Gospels, and I love the way that He addresses people. It's awesome. So let's read this. Matthew 18, verse 1 says, At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and said, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Okay, let's just stop there because I just love, again, Jesus. I love that the disciples were coming to him and that they wanted a hierarchy system. They wanted Jesus to, you know, outline this is the top, this is the bottom. They were searching for that answer. They were searching for, a, you know, a definitive, well, maybe he will say the Jews, the gen- like maybe he's actually going to give a specific group of people. Maybe he's going to say it's this type of person. And I love what Jesus did. He called a child to himself and set him before them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you are converted and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever then humbles himself as a child, he is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. How much of that would just be like a tush up the side of the head of the disciples, just like get in line. Um, because they're wanting this idea of, you know, tell us who's the greatest Jesus. And Jesus brings a child, which probably would seem inferior, probably would seem, you know, immature. Maybe they were silly. Maybe they were giggling. Maybe the child was like, what is going on? Why am I in the middle of all of these people looking at me? And I love that he says, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven unless you become like a child. And then those that become like a child, they are the greatest 
in the kingdom of heaven. Isn't that so bizarre and so backwards? And we've got another, can we flick to the next? Yes. So this is another translation, which is kind of almost like a commentary. Um, and I just want to use this because it's, it's, it says it in such a beautiful way. So I learn this. Unless you dramatically change your way of thinking, become teachable, and learn about heaven's kingdom realm with, I love this, the wide-eyed wonder of a child, you will never be able to enter it. Isn't that so beautiful? And I just feel like just the last couple of weeks, you know, there's lots going on. And I'm not, I don't want to disregard the season that we're in. I don't want to disregard when people go through trials and they go through hardships and they go through things that are challenging. I get that. And I'm not saying that we need to be flippant or we need to overlook them and just be like, well, I'm just going to let everything loose and become like a child and be like, whatever. I'm not saying that. But I want us to take our focus and our attention to what it means to be childlike because I think there's a difference to being childish and childlike. Let me just read one more verse before I delve into this a little bit. So Mark 10, verse 13 and 15, it says, And they were bringing children to him so that he might touch them, but the disciples rebuked them. But then Jesus saw this, he was indignant and said to them, Permit the children to come to me. Do not hinder them from the kingdom, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it. So this is again when Jesus is talking about becoming childlike. So if we flick on the next screen, Dave, this is what I'm talking about. So when we think about being childish, it's things like being immature, silly, outbursts of anger. You deal with conflict with anger and selfish. Childlike on the other side Innocent, wonder, trust, imagination, joy, adventure, teachable, curious, and humble. How cool is that? So when Jesus is talking about coming to Him, and it's us remembering as well that He's our Father. And I think sometimes, you know, if you're saved in this place, if you've asked Jesus to be your Lord and your Saviour, you're a child of God. You are His son. You are His daughter. If you're not, we'll get you on that journey and we'll help you become a part of the family. But ultimately, we can get so carried away with what's going on in the world. We can get so overwhelmed sometimes that we forget that it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter if you're 100 years old. You are still a child of God. You are still considered a son and a daughter of God. And that we don't lose that wonder and we don't lose that approaching Him as our Father. And I think sometimes we can get um, mature. And so we think that maturity relates to, you know, I don't know, changing of your mind and being smarter and being less fun and, oh, well, that's, I have to be responsible now because I'm mature. Um, someone said to me the other day, how is it like being a mum? And I'm like, I don't even feel like a mum sometimes because I'm still like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I still feel so young. I mean, I'm not, like I'm 30, but I still feel like in me, there's this idea of being like, childlike that I'm obviously I love my son and I'm mothering him obviously well but at the same time I'm like I still know that there's so much that I have to learn that I'm like I don't even know if I feel like a mum but I think sometimes we think that we have to grow up and we think that we have to get old and I believe that if we put that side back up with the two 
like a child. Um, with the two things, it's like so big. <laughs> um, this, childish. I think that you can actually be old in your physical body, but be childish. I think that you can be old in your physical body, but be childlike. I think you can be a young person. You can be under 25 in this room, but you can be really childish. Yeah? Or you can be childlike. I don't think it matters with age. I don't think that if you're sitting in this room, don't feel like when I'm talking about being childlike that you're like, oh, well, I'm 56 and so I'm obviously not childlike. Um, It doesn't matter. (laughs) I don't think it matters age-wise. I think it's about your mind and it's about your spirit and it's about your openness and your heart towards God. How do you approach Him? How do you come to Him? In Jesus' name. There's a difference between being spiritually mature and just being old. Like I could be old as a 30-year-old in my way of relating to God, in my way of thinking. Let's never be a church of old people spiritually. (laughs) I mean, yes, don't like edit that weird. Like someone's going to take that and be like, Celebration Church hates old people. No, I don't. (laughs) Ben, don't edit it. No, I'm saying spiritually old. Let's never get old in our way of even approaching God that idea of coming to Him, and I love that, innocent, wonder, trust, imagination, joy, adventure, teachable, curious, humble. So cool. Like, oh, that just makes me, I don't know whether you hear that, and it just makes my spirit just go, oh, yes. Like, I just, that, I don't know, just a non, non-stale, unstale, I don't know what the word, fresh, that's a better word. <laughs> fresh. Makes me feel like revitalized and like, yes, that's what the church is. <laughs> Fresh food people, Woolworths, little tag there, no. Um, but that's what the church is supposed to be like. That's what Christians are supposed to be like. And it's like this idea of, I mean, we grew up on a farm. I, I always, I'm so, so thankful for my childhood on the farm. But we had like, I don't know if you've ever done this, whoever rolled down a hill when you were a kid. And then you'd regret it straight away because you'd get real itchy. But then you'd run back up and roll again because it's like, that's what you do. You roll down hills. Um, but it's almost like I see that, but spiritually. Like when was the last time spiritually that you rolled down a hill with God? <laughs> when you just got all itchy in the grass <laughs> spiritually because you were just being childlike and enjoying the goodness of our God, enjoying Him, enjoying His atmosphere. I love it. There should be a childlike way in which we live and approach the Father. And this is about how we approach Him at His Word, how we approach Him with our trust, how we approach Him when it comes to difficult situations. Like I said, please hear my heart. I'm not, I'm not glazing over all the hardships that we go through and just saying, whatever, like it doesn't matter. It matters. And it matters to God. Everything that you're going through, all the challenges that you're facing, they matter to God. I'm not saying that we disregard them, but I'm just saying that there's a beauty in approaching our Father with a way of, God, I trust you. I trust you with childlike abandonment to go, you're a good dad. You want to provide good gifts and I trust. So these, I think, are some keys to being childlike. And there's only three. There's probably heaps more, but I just got three. Um, So some keys to being childlike. Number one, remember whose hand you're holding onto. Oh, that's my son. (laughs) 
That's my husband's hand. <laughs> Just to clarify, it's not my hand. My like, <laughs> my weird hairy hands. Um, no, so <laughs> this is... This is our four-month-old baby. And I love this picture because look at his little hands. Can the Zoomers see that? Does Zoom have that? Yes. Oh, Zoomers, you can see that too. And look at his little thumb against Benai's thumb. Oh, just so cute. So (laughs) remember whose hand you're holding on to. Remember that as you walk through life, yes, you're going to be faced with challenges, but your God is really, really big. He is really, really big and really, really able. And I love that image of Bear holding Benaiah's hand because I think that that's such a beautiful image of the way that we should hold on to our Father. Our hand can't even wrap around His hand. Sometimes your mind can't even grasp the bigness and the concepts of who He is, but that's okay. You hold on and you hold on with such innocence and such, I guess, abandonment and trust, knowing that He's got you in Jesus' name. You're not alone. Remember that you're not alone and nothing can separate you from His love. Romans 8.38 tells us that, that He is able, Ephesians 3.20, that He is so able. And when we come to Him, we come to Him to receive of Him like a child that wants to give good gifts in Jesus' name. Having a childlike wonder of doing life beside Him. But remember, He's got you. He's got you and He's holding you. In Jesus' name, that is how I think we can remember to be childlike. Number two, remember who's carrying you. So sometimes you go through seasons when you're holding on to Him, yeah? You're walking with Him through life. There's going to be other seasons when you can't and when He actually has to carry you. You might be going through something that's challenging or that might be confronting or that you might be struggling with but He can carry you. And this beautiful picture, um, we've got this on Bear's wall above his cot. um, And it's this big blown up picture of this verse. So Isaiah 46, if you can't see it, it says Isaiah 46 verse 4, I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. The beautiful thing at the moment is Bear's like obviously getting a lot more alert. And he lays in his cot. It's the cutest thing because we have a little monitor that can see him. And I know Benaiah already shared when he wakes up and he's giggling to himself. But he looks at that picture with his little sleep sack on, waving his arms around. And he goos at it and he smiles at it. And he looks up at that bear and he's like, oh, <laughs> it's like the cutest thing. And then sometimes when I'm putting him to bed, like I'll have him on my shoulder and I'll be like, shh, 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 like this. Um, and then he'll be looking at that picture and yesterday, Yesterday, he was crying because that's what babies do. And I was trying to shush him. He stopped and he looked at that picture and he went, (laughs) and fully laughed at it. And I was like, awesome. And then he was fine. And it was like, it's such a beautiful reminder to me to be like, I love, I mean, obviously he's four months old, so it's not like he can read or anything. I mean, maybe he can, maybe he's a genius. <laughs> every mum's baby is a genius, right? He's heaps advanced. He's already like walking. Um, no. <laughs> anyway, but I love that he's going to grow up. And one day when he can read, one day when he is a bit more aware, that he's going to grow up with that verse and that image of a big bear carrying a little bear 
that, do you know what? Your God is big. Your God is big enough to carry you. Your God is big enough to carry your situations. Your God is big enough to deal with the things that you're going through. Sometimes you, we can hold on to His hand and we can walk life with Him. Other times we got to get up on His shoulders and He'll keep walking for you because maybe you can't. And that's the beauty of coming to Him with that childlike innocence going, Sometimes we don't have it all together, but God, I know you've got me. Father God, I know that you can carry me in this. And I love that. I love that. that. And it's, it's about trusting. It's about trusting who He is. And it's about trusting Him in the waiting, trusting Him in the victories, trusting Him in all of these seasons that you're going through, but knowing that He's big enough to carry in Jesus' name. Proverbs 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like, we, we know that. So trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will make your path straight. I love that sometimes we need to trust beyond our understanding. For Bear at the moment, he's obviously a very small baby. I have a lot more understanding than he does. So he needs to trust me. He needs to trust Benaiah as his parents and not lean on his own baby understanding because it's so small. And sometimes I think we need to remember that as well. We think we know stuff. We think we've got it all together. We think that we've got, you know, all of our ducks in the line and we don't need any help because maybe we're older or whatever. But trust as well that God's understanding goes beyond yours. And it's okay for you, even as adults, to go, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it, God, but I trust you. I trust that you're bigger. I trust that you're able. I trust that you're good. And I don't have to always lean on my what I know, my wisdom, that I've got it all together because you've got me. Cool. So remember whose hands you're holding on to. Remember who's carrying you. And I love this one. Remember that he has given you a spirit of joy. Are we ready to play this, Dave? All right, have a little watch and receive some joy in Jesus' name. going down under the bed and I'm jumping off and going rah and he obviously thinks it's the funniest thing in the world but <laughs> what I love about this is remember that God has given you a spirit of joy as a baby and I love this and obviously like I've said before I'm sorry I know like I'm being that mum that's like talking about babies all the time now I'm like that person that's always like babies. Um, but you have to tell, you have to talk out of the season that you're in. I think as a pastor and as a preacher, I can't share with you something that I'm not going through because then it's not real and authentic. So at the moment, bear with me because God is teaching me and God is talking to me so much about who He is as a father because of my season as a mother. So this is why I bring it to you. But I love and watching Him, watching our beautiful son, is that He doesn't have fear yet. Like, 
he actually, as a baby, is born, I believe, like he's been born with a spirit of joy. So for him, his instant reaction when I'm hiding and go, rah, isn't to go, and run away. His instant reaction is to laugh. It's that joy inside of him. And I actually think that we need to be reminded, even as adults and even as we grow up, that you ultimately have a spirit of joy in you. Do you know that fear is learnt? Fear is learnt. Bear at the moment has nothing to be fearful of. Even Benaiah, like as silly as this sounds, like he'll pretend to eat his stomach. Like Benaiah will go, to Bear's belly. And Bear's like, and Benaiah said to me, he's like, what if I actually was an animal that was going to eat him? (laughs) Like, okay, Bear. Bear with me. But do you, like, do you know what I mean? Like, actually, when you think about it, he has no concept. He's like, I'm with mum and dad. I'm safe. I'm okay. I'm loved. I'm well fed. I'm, everything is fine. Like, he hasn't learned to be fearful yet, which is such an interesting concept. Like, that for me just goes, man, when do we learn to be afraid? And I know that there's that, you know, survival thing, fight or flight, like, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, God didn't give you a spirit of fear. He didn't inject into you and say, you know, the moment that you walk on this planet, you're going to be fearful. Totally the opposite. And we know that because in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love and self-discipline. You know, joy and life is meant to be the undertone of our existence, that joy and that abundance and that that enjoyment of life, that's supposed to be what we walk with. Yes, I know life happens. Yes, I know that there are situations where, you know, you've got to be aware and you've got to be smart. And I'm not saying, you know, be naive or anything. But at the same time, knowing that fear is not supposed to be the undertone of your life. Our God has come and it says, when Jesus says in John 10, 10, that he came to give life and life in abundance, a full life, a beautiful life, a happy life, a joyful life. He's, I know that stuff happens and I know we go through seasons that are difficult and hard. I'm not saying it's always going to be daisies and, daisies and roses, but ultimately God wants you to enjoy life. And I think sometimes that as a church, we feel bad about that for some reason. Like we have this false sense of, I don't know, a false sense of humility or a false sense of, I don't know. I've had other people say to me, like, I wonder whether God wants me to be happy. Yes. Like, yes, he does want you to be happy. Because I watch Benaiah with our son. Benaiah 100% wants our son to be happy. How much more does your perfect father in heaven who created you, who loves you. I mean, God knows how many hairs are on your head. Some of us more than others, but God knows how many hairs are on your head. Benaiah loves our son, but he doesn't count his hairs. Like, that's another level of love. Like, but your father in heaven knows how many hairs are on your head. He loves you to a point that is so unexplainable that he wants you to enjoy life. He wants you to have joy. He wants you to have fulfillment. He wants you to remember that you are childlike, to come with him with that innocence of, God, you've got me. Like, yes, I'm going through things. Yes, I'm struggling. But you've got me at the end of the day. And I think this is so interesting because we can have all of these theological debates about whatever. But at the end of the day, Jesus said, unless you come to me like a child, 
you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. So there is a key in there somewhere of us coming with that faith, with that expectation, with that surrender and that trust to go, God, I'm coming to you as a, as a child to a father. And I know some of us haven't had the best examples of a father. Try not to think about your earthly father when we're talking about this. Just your father, God, who is so perfect and loves you so abundantly. Coming to Him with that, I think there is such a key for us in that. I think there is such a key to unlock something in us to go, do you know what? I'm not going to be fearful about running out of toilet paper because my God has got me. Isn't it weird? So weird. No other country like ran out of toilet paper except for Australia and pasta. It's like so confusing. Like everyone wants their fix of like spaghetti. Um, But like... It's all good. Like your God has got you. And even in situations that are so challenging, remembering that, whose hand are you holding on to? Whose hand is grabbing you and walking beside you with? If you're not walking at the moment, if you feel like you're struggling, who's carrying you? Whose shoulders are you sitting on? He's bigger. He sees further. He can walk farther than you. Like all of that sort of thing. And also remembering that spirit of joy. When was the last time you rolled down a hill as a kid? Like spiritually, like when was the last time? When was the last time you had a really good belly laugh? When you cried, when it's like, you know, that laughter where it's like everything hurts and it's like, I just, I can't because I feel like I'm going to die. But at the same time, what a good way to die because I'm dying of laughter. Like, and I know, like I said, I know that some of you are going through really challenging situations, but your God is good. Your God loves you. Your God holds you. Your God is with you. He is with you in the weeping and He is with you in the laughter. He is with you in the seasons that are really difficult and He is with you in the seasons that you just feel like you're flourishing and on top of the world because He's a good dad and we need to come with to Him with that innocence. Can we put that slide up again of the two, the two different ones, the childlike and the, yeah, like this. Not immature, silly, outbursts of anger, dealing with conflict, with anger and selfish, but coming to Him with that innocence. Wonder, wonder. I love that. Like wonder and faith and expectation of God. You can do it. You are big. You are able. Expand my like imagination with you. The joy, adventure, curious and teachable. I just think there is such a key for us in this. And I just pray that just even now, just your inner child would just be awakened. Your inner spiritual child would just be so awakened, not because of, I don't know, you have to be like childish, but to be awakened to the Father. It's such a beautiful thing in Jesus' name. And I said it before, it's not about your age. It's about your mindset and your heart. Because at the end of the day, we're all children of God, sons and daughters, but some of us have forgotten and gotten old in our thinking, and we've forgotten who our Father is. Let's be reminded of that this morning. Does that sound good? Amen, amen, amen. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to Celebration Church.